Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. Ask a scientist to design a better violin and you get a dirty look. While the instrument seems simple, the science behind it is not, such as bicycle stability. The machine appears uncomplicated, but the theories governing its motion are nightmarish. Some things just, aren't, just can't be easily defined by physics and mathematics. The interaction of the body, mind, muscles, terrain, gravity, air and bicycle are so complex that they defy exact mathematical solutions. The feel and handling of a bike borders on art. Like a violin, it has been largely designed by tough inspiration and experimentation. Pedal your blues away Blues be gone. You'll be listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on 3CR Radical Radio. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. And if you're sitting in the kitchen listening to this on the transistor, podcasting it or streaming, this is the Yarrabug Show, a show about bikes, riding them, fixing them, and loving them. Special show today, we're going to look into that extraordinary marriage between. British bicycle design and origami. Yes, we're talking about the product. And we've got the experts along to join Faith. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And we've got Mark and Malachi. Good morning, guys. Martin. 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 Good morning, Val. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Faith. He, he, was, he was late, so. Yes, I know. He's been called worse. Exactly. <laughs> Not by the end of the show, no. <laughs> We've got to look, a really interesting show again. We're going to go on a bit of the history and actually the modernity of the Brompton bicycle and its, uh, where does it come from, its inspirations and um, its attractiveness. But first, um, we're going to catch up with a little few bike moments that we've had along the way. Faith, I'm rushing you into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, mine wasn't anything special. It was just um, 
I we were going we wanted to go for a ride and I all my favorite sort of spots outside of Melbourne at the moment are fairly magpie intensive. <laughs> and um the Car Street magpie on the Merritt Creek path has given me a real phobia. Every year he takes a chunk out of my ear and um it's made me super nervous around magpies now. So uh, I checked the magpie map and the Ballarat to Skipton Rail Trail has very few. I think it has one report on it and I thought that either means that there are no cyclists on it which I don't think is true or it means that there are cyclists on it who don't use the magpie alert or it means there aren't many magpies and um so we went for a ride there yesterday and it's pretty much magpie free did 70 kilometers and had one swoop and it wasn't a super aggressive one it was just one swoop and go home the so, yeah, that's yeah. the place to be. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, they might just recognise you now, Faith. <laughs> they might just realise that you bear them no harm whatsoever. Is yeah. it because you didn't have zip ties in your helmet? <laughs> yes. You can bet I didn't have zip ties in my helmet. <laughs> if I was a magpie, I would go for a zip tie. <laughs> it's like a challenge. <laughs> totally. I love a challenge, yes. Uh, look, I'm bike moment. Some. Um, no wildlife involved in this one this time. Um, look, I was going for, um, I've got to say, I love um, the sun comes out, Melbourne's parks just bloom. Saturday, riding through Edinburgh Gardens, you were flat out getting a spot in Edinburgh Gardens just to sit down and have lunch. But knowing we, we're having, we're going to talk about Brompton today, uh, the, I can do a lovely loop for home alongside the Yarra Trail do a lap of the botanical gardens, then come back home the other way. But that lovely gap between the uh, pedestrian bridge, the botanical gardens going into the city, and barbecues, picnics everywhere, and there lie on the grass unfolded <laughs> two Bromptons. <laughs> and I thought, this is just classic. Hey, I'm looking for a red mini miner and sure enough halfway through the afternoon I find two of them. <laughs> and it was really quite a, it's nice it was quite funny actually I've got to say because usually when they're standing still they're folded. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But it was nice. It was just Taking in the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was lovely to see them actually. The Martin, have you got a little bike moment to share with us? Something kooky that happens alongside the bike? Oh, with the Brompton, oh, there's lots of, lots of, lots <laughs> oh, of yeah, kookiness yeah. Uh, tracks in the Brompton. But, uh, yeah, I ride all sorts of bikes. I think in the weekend I went out with the, the kids on the back of the cargo bike and we went down to the MCG to watch my wife run her 10K. Oh, the marathon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was a fantastic morning to be out on Sunday. It was. It was, it was. It, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, it was a very special Melbourne moment. Malachi, first off, just before you start your bike moment, mm-hmm. What's your best time for folding a, bike, a Brompton? Uh, I purposely take a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to frustrate all those purists. <laughs> I've never actually timed it. I like to take my time on things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate, Appre- I was gonna appreciate say, what's and, gone into it. And, and enjoy the flow. Yeah, enjoy like, the fold and the flow. Yeah, someone yeah, spent yeah, a lot of time designing that. Totally. So you might as well make the most of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> the mathematics are nightmares. And it's a lot longer after a couple of beers. <laughs> Moment. Moment. I reckon mine's pretty boring, actually. But I was happy enough to ride my Brompton on Sunday down to the pub, the Napier, for my beer and chips. And 
fold it up, take it in, and leave it at the bar. No. Yep. It's yep. a great moment. The sun was out, but I prefer to be inside. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoying a cold one. Uh, we've got a uh, little bit of news, just a touch. A little bit. A little bit. Um, critical mass. There was the first Melbourne critical mass ride in a while held on Friday, So, which was also the 30th anniversary of the first critical mass in San Francisco. Yes, exactly right. So nice yeah. bit of synchronicity there. Yep. And... Um, I think just over 200 people attended Critical Mass in Melbourne to uh, demonstrate the need for more safe infrastructure. We've had last week another cyclist died who was um, injured earlier in the a few weeks ago in the West, um, but finally succumbed to their injuries. So just you know, highlighting the need for safe infrastructure. A, bit more than we're, we're getting. But, um, yeah, good to see the streets. Uh, lots of – it was a good mix. I saw a lot of people there who had taken part in critical mass, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, but a lot of new people who'd never been to one before. So um, a really uh, – it was a good uh, event. Lots of people joining in spontaneously, sort of <laughs> riding home and going, oh, hang on. I'll be part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and I think there's hopes that there'll be, you know, at least one more um, yeah. and maybe, you know, it'll start that momentum again. Yeah, nice to – the band's back in town. Yeah. Nice to see it. Actually, funnily enough, riding here actually this morning and um, riding up Albert Street was uh, Damon Rao, one of the originals uh, yeah. from many, many mm. years ago. Uh, so that said hello along the way. It's uh, look great news, um, and and a few Bromptons there. Mm. I'll bet. Yeah. I saw it on, on Instagram or somewhere. I think Dama. Do you remember? Yep. Yeah, Dama was there. Dama was there, and so. John Engler yeah. with his two puppies mm. and his Brompton, yeah. and uh, yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. Good to see, actually. Yeah, and um, cargo bikes, which wouldn't wouldn't have been there in the nineties, no. no. and yeah. No. yeah. Uh, and that was one thing. Uh, so the crowd of people, it was definitely a lot more women and some children mm. in it. So that's a change from yeah. when it used to be held. So yeah. uh, It's good. A good, nice reaction to a bit of the crap that goes on from the Herald Sun and a few other people. <laughs> but anyway. yeah. um, <clears throat> good to see now this might happen in our lifetimes. The Gibbs Street steps are going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being facetious because we've had a lot of plans for those over the years, but apparently all tickety-boo now, a long ramp that is going to take those steps away. And I think product, I think they haven't started yet, but I think at some stage they're going to start. Yep. No, that'll be good. And yeah. that's it. And that's it. We're going to be back after this message from Second Chance Cycles. Just before I play this, just a reminder that, or it doesn't, it's not on this, that... Um, Second Chance Cycles is open Tuesday and Thursdays, um, not the Friday. So, here we go. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. <laughs> 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 
You're back listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show. Me pinching face back line into it. <laughs> uh, 1976, 1979, I'm sorry, Brompton Port. Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I should rephrase this, actually. I'm going to say something. That quote at the start of the uh, top of the show about bicycle design and inspiration came from uh, Chester Clyde. I've got to say that Brompton is probably the only real innovation inside bicycles. I'm going to say maybe it started with Moulton, small wheels, um, but the idea of actually folding a bicycle, making it transportable and a fundamentally different design from a double diamond, the Brompton is probably the only one. Yeah, there were designs before it that were... Essentially just folding in half. You yep. had the older Euro-style Peugeot and all the rest of it, and there's a lot older ones in Brompton. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Ritchie really put a lot of thought into it, obviously. Um, yeah, he's a Cambridge engineering graduate, and he had a lot of time in his hands, and he designed it as um, his bedroom or his flat overlooking the Brompton Oratory in London. Hence, that's where the name came from. And when he came up with the, the trifold design, which it's called now, you know, it folds into a third of its size. It really is, uh, yeah. It, it, it's the most compact bike design that still rides like a bike. I mean, there's others that fold up smaller and there's uh, others that are lighter, etc. but um, it probably is the best compromise. And rides like lots of different bikes. Like, it's really versatile. Yeah, Brompton. that's it's... the great thing about it. You can apply it to all different it's not just your scenarios. city bike, it's, you know, a touring bike or... Yeah, incredibly yeah. capable, incredibly capable. And they've stuck with steel for the mainframe throughout because of the robustness and the idea behind the, the fact that if you are folding and unfolding, you'll be clanging and banging the bike around and it really is designed for it to be a lifetime product in that regard. So, um, yeah, he f- originally came up with the ad- idea in 1975 and tried to shop it around to... To, he never wanted to manufacture. He never wanted to become a manufacturer. He just wanted to design it and get rid of it. Um, and he tried to shop it around and uh, approach Rally at the time when they were still being produced in Nottingham, and uh, they rejected him. Said it was a crazy idea. Went to banks to try and get loans, and of course, you know, knocked back. And he has all these letters um, framed up on the wall. And eventually, essentially, went to crowdfunding and uh, went to some of his colleagues from uh, his alumni. From, and asked them for, I think it was £250 each from a couple of hundred of them, and they would get a bike and he would start production. And uh, from that, he had a rail, underneath a railway arch, he produced the first um, two, three hundred bikes or so. Uh, and they were successful, but after that, he had a real problem sort of maintaining production, so it went into a bit of a lull. And um, it was a couple of years later that he had uh, an angel investor, um, I forget his first name, but he's from Name, from name Audio, uh, he really loved the idea and put some money towards it. And that was when it first um, went into full-time production in 1978. And <coughs> sorry, <laughs> um, and um, let's. So the production is up about ninety thousand last year, or was it ninety thousand sales last year? I think twenty-one, twenty-two. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. That's and I think they're moving into the what the second or third new factory at the moment. Yeah, so they uh, last I think it was last year. It's all merging into one yeah. as as they always. But um, they hit a hundred thousand in a twelve month period for the first time ever, and yeah. that was uh, a huge step up from what they had previously done. Um, so I've, I've 
worked at Brompton in the UK um, for about for about five years and at that time they were doing about between 45 40 to forty five thousand bikes in a 12 month period and they thought that was a lot and so <laughs> since i've left and i've been in australia they've yeah it's almost doubled it's it's crazy we i was there from the move from the factory in Kew to greenford and we thought that was a massive factory and i, I left them there and now they're going to build a purpose-built factory out of ashford uh, it's on the eurostar line and it's uh, it's an amazing design. If you haven't read about it, um, they're not going to have any car parks, etc. It's all going to be bike accessible from the Eurostar line, etc. It's yeah, it's a it's a really bold and innovative move by the company, which could have just sat in the industrial estate and hoovered up all Churned the them out. yeah exactly yeah. buildings around them. Yeah. And uh, who rides a Brompton like here in Australia? Who's uh... <laughs> We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You mean who rides them in general, or who? Is that what you said? Who rides them? Yeah, who's, who's I mean, attracted I, by Brompton? I think, and... that, I think that's the thing coming on board with Martin when Martin took over. I think there was a, a kind of like a certain customer or a certain person that would have one. And when, so now we, we decided to you know draw that line in the sand and try and create a new customer base. Because the problem is, it, it's not like buying a helmet or something, or another, like, even like to, 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 a road bike. Once you've really got one, you're probably not going to buy a second one or a third one. Or, so you have to introduce new customers, otherwise, like you know, it yeah. kind of settles. Yeah. But they're an amazing bike that was probably we thought there's a new a new audience that would appreciate it. And that's really what we wanted to do. And we found that in the last sort of two years, two and a bit years, that we, the lower the age has come down from from the way someone looks at it, um, mm-hmm. the yeah. way the, the way that they purchase it. Um, we we got rid of a lot of older stores, introduced some newer stores, um, and just a uh, different clientele base within the store itself as well. You know, high end road stores taking it on, and community you know uh, commuter stores taking it on. So I think it's a wide wide variety of people that probably were not aware of it before but now yeah. you you can use it in, i mean i use mine on the gravel i use it on the road I use it, you know yeah. realistically it's not it's not something that's kind of defined by its small wheels really yeah. do you know what i mean what's that versatility a, a lot of different people could look at it and see yeah. their their bike in it yeah. like. i think and also a lot of which sounds a lot of women are attracted to it because it's, the step through is very easy so yeah. it's very easy to get on and off which is amazing so i mean it's not a classic step through but you don't need to be you know you know you can be you know wear your dress or whatever the thing is it's just uh it's just an easy uh bike to ride around and also viewing you've got a mass amount of view do you know what i mean so when you're on it you're really looking you know nice all around yeah you feel quite safe on them no you're up nice and high even though it's got the small wheels yeah 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 Yeah. and that's uh, i think the biggest challenge for people when they uh uh, first see a Brompton it's like it's got small wheels you know uh, and that's been the biggest challenge for us as a distributor here in Australia to overcome that idea that just because it's small wheel doesn't mean it doesn't ride any different from a normal bike yeah. and it has the wheelbase is exactly the same as, as this, a larger you know 700c bike um, and it is a niche product and you know it's been in Australia for quite a while um, there's been yeah. a few different wholesalers and distributors and, and uh, they've done a great job at introducing it into shops, but I think they've really struggled, especially in a sports-dominated industry mm. in Australia, yeah. of sort of pulling into the mainstream. Yeah. And I've been lucky enough to 
to have arrived at a time where there's been a bit more acceptance in utility cycling and leisure cycling now. Uh, you know, moved away from speed and lycra. So, uh, you know, and with um, God forbid, yeah, <laughs> with Malachi in a skin suit, he's, yeah. I'm still, I'm still the speed and lycra on the Brompton. What are you saying? But yeah, it's a lot more accepted now, I think. But that I, also brings out again that the Brompton can be any bike yes. like whoever is looking yeah. at it can see their bike in it so it could be like you know could i love the racing micro. photos yeah. on the Brompton. well the thing is yeah you can tell now on on social media there's a lot more guys and girls in lycra on a brompton doing things yeah, you know? yeah. so it's kind of like and now a lot of companies you know circle i mean rafa most of those guys in the uk have Bromptons anyhow yep. and use them for lots of different things. So I'm not saying that Rafa is like the pinnacle of what it is, but what I'm saying is it's that kind of like, you know, it's beautifully designed, it's aesthetic. If you're into that type of thing, then the Brompton kind of suits that. So but yeah. it is funny, when I did start working with them and riding them, I did just ride in Lycra and just thought, oh, I've got clipless pedals. And <laughs> <laughs> Some of the purists were just like, it's like the Antichrist was riding down <laughs> Wellington Street or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. I've got a friend who actually had a fixed Brompton. Oh, wow. He rode around fixed, <laughs> wow. you know. Um, That's hardcore. Yeah. Um, he, and, you know, he was um, a Welshman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, interesting, but it, over the years, actually, the Bromptons actually, I'm not going to say, well, they did sell themselves a bit as a particularly English mm. bike. Yes. And yeah, that's mm. part of the... Mm. The spiel is the very Englishness of it. The six yep. blokes sitting around the pub, the six Bromptons yep. under yep. the table, and stuff like that. Yep. It's always sold that uh, cool Britannica, if I can mm. go back yes. to yeah, yeah, yeah. Blair's, Tony yeah. Blair's time. Mm. Well, and you see that in some of the collaborations, like yeah. with um, Barbour yeah. and um, the others in the past. There, and that's a really interesting one too, because. I mean, I know they're not, but Bromptons you think of as a bit urban, but that's like countryside English mm. brand. So they're there are wellies and yeah, yeah. barber and away you go, you know, <laughs> and a Brompton as well. You know? Yeah, I mean they're, they're kind of described as like the ultimate um, city bike, but they're actually, I mean, you can, especially with the introduction of the electric, you can you know put, pop it in your car and go further afield. And I mean, yep. you can't on your normal Brompton, but yeah, I think it's not it's not something that uh, it doesn't really define. You can definitely do whatever yep. you want on it. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I said before, the spontaneousness of it is that you can, if you see something, you can just fold it up and take it in. Uh, you know what I mean? If you saw yeah. something, if you're rolling around, you go, ah, oh, I think I'll just pop into that cafe or that yeah. shop. Yeah, don't have to worry have to about kind of not having bought your lock. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's kind of good. Yeah. Just before we get off the actual design and the bike, Sturmy Archer seat. 1902, <laughs> yes, and yes, Brompton still, still yeah. making a yeah. 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 You know. it. Yeah, it's actually, it's a, it's a very eccentric company, that Brompton, and the founder, um, Andrew Ritchie. There's a great story about when Sturmy Archer was going bust um, back in the, the yeah, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, well, it's gone bust four or five yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're still the UK. From, the, from 1902, yeah. they um, have had their ups and downs. Yeah, he, he got a whiff of it, and he, he knew that if they went bust and he ran out of hubs, he couldn't continue yeah. producing, so he drove up. Filled his car up with Sturmy Archers. And while he's up there, he was talking to a good, a good friend of his that worked for them, an amazing engineer, and was like, well, what are you doing now? Because I don't know. What well, do you want a job? He goes, yeah, we'll give him the car. And basically, that's how they got one of their <laughs> chief designers was yeah. jumped to the car with Andrew Ritchie, and that was it. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, a great story itself and interesting. Sturmy Archer was always a child of rally. 
mm-hmm. uh, bought Milton halfway through, and mm-hmm. you, you uh, Milt, uh, Brompton had their own interactions with Raleigh. There's a bond mm. between a lot of them, mm. and of course it, the small wheels. Look, just one thing we should bring up: the trouble is anybody making good tyres. The sixteen inches yeah, always seems yeah. to be a, a lot of people have come on board now. So um, yeah, a while it was pretty. Pretty th- uh, slim pickings, uh, but we've had Panaracer. Uh, they, they do their very light, racy version. We've got Schwalb. They they do a whole range now. Obviously, yeah. Brompton are in volume. Um, so, got a good vo- range through there. And Continental have joined in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they've just got that new sort of gravelly type of looking thing. Small yeah, small, small block, block which yeah. is, came, on the, came is on the barber, barber bike, which is, you know, it's perfect for... Because I think gravelling's in, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where you go. Oh, frame bags go at the front, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so you can be quite right by then. Yeah, you there you go. Ex- yeah. Internal frame bags. Yeah. Or a little skin grows back. Uh, well, that's the beauty of the Rome Twins. It's that amazing clip-on device, which yep. is just like, you know, you clip your bag on. and It's amazing when you actually do carry a lot of stuff and then you can clip your bag on and... Um, no sweaty back, you know. You kind of forget how good that is. You know what I mean? And where are, where are people going to find if you know if they're thinking, oh, I need to have a look at these? Where are people going to find Bromptons in in Melbourne? Say, uh, so we have uh, there's actually a, a brand store, a Brompton Junction. They're on Nicholson Street. Uh, they're probably the biggest dealer in Melbourne. And that's the the store where there's a wall, and so it's it's like bike candy because. It's, it just is it still there? The, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They still have all the cubicles very, uh, of with the colours yeah, displayed in Brompton, them. No. Part of Brompton, yeah. There's seven different colours you can choose from. So yeah, in, in terms of bikes, it's, it's quite a broad range of colours. You still run. I walk in there, pick my design. It goes off to the factory. They make it. It comes back. Yeah, there, there, there is a possibility. Uh, obviously, lead time. With yeah. It now, yeah, yeah, as yeah. with everything, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. can customise it. There's a, there's a. Potentially 12 million different options, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. <laughs> and it's nice because it makes you delay that gratification. It's not walk in, mm. throw your money down and ride out. It requires a bit of skill, mm-hmm. picking the right things, test riding. Um, remind me, I since I last looked at it, there were only two handlebar types and now there are three or four. Uh, three, three, yeah, now. Yeah. So it's a, uh, low, mid and high. Um, and they not only the height of the handlebar changes, but also the reach. And so it depends on what sort of uh, position you want to retain on the bike, essentially. Yeah. Whether uh, so you're in Lycra or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're TTing, <laughs> on, TTing on the commuter car, yeah. I tend to go for the low one. <laughs> All my brogues in the three-piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and what about um, the future... What's happened with electricity in Brompton? Yeah, so they've had uh, the Brompton Electric out for a couple of years now. Um, it was it took a long time to come to market. They really wanted to uh, keep the trifold design, and they did want to put a mid-drive motor in, and they yep. and the hub-drive motors that were available just weren't Terrible. cutting it. So they had a couple of false starts, and they ended up working with Williams Engineering from Williams Formula One and developed the proprietary hub drive motor. Um, it's very compact and is powerful, and et cetera. And the, actually, the most amazing thing about the hub drive motor is it has essentially uh, zero resistance when there's no battery connected. So you can ride it without the battery. Uh-huh. And it, 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 aside from the weight penalty, it, yeah. you, you couldn't tell that there's no... Um, it's an electric bike. Whereas with, you know, if you turn a 
the battery off on a mid-drive, you definitely know. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's going um, really well. It's... Uh, so the idea is the battery clips on the front of the bike like the bags do, uh, and yep. it, it easily comes on and off and uh, enables you to split the weight so you're not left with a 16-kilo bike. You're left with a, you know, um, a 13-kilo yeah. bike and a 3-kilo battery. Yeah. Yeah. Not that weight means anything. What does a Brompton typically weigh in it? Uh, yeah, you can get them down as low as um, seven kilos. Is a, the titanium steel mix. Uh, well, I was going to ask. Uh, it's yeah. a blender. There's titanium in the mix as well. Now, yeah, they've, they've got so a full tie bike, full titanium single speed bike. tie. Um, <laughs> and they, yeah, that's again. They've developed that all in the UK, and it's built in um, with, in conjunction with an aerospace company in uh, Sheffield. Um, uh, we don't have them here, unfortunately, uh, yet. They'll be coming, but. Um, yeah, obviously their production is very limited. And then they have steel and titanium, um, so which takes about a kilo off the bike, but also adds to the changes the ride quality with that titanium ride quality. Uh, have you well. had a rider one? Yeah, yeah, they're great. Actually, um, Malachi gets around on one. I've got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I'm wanting to, you know, really go in my skin suit, <laughs> yeah. I go on the tail. The feel of a change? Uh, yeah, it's definitely whippier. I mean, yeah, it, it feels it sounds stupid, but it actually feels fast, which is, you know, but it actually feels quite nice and light. It's like being on a, for me, like being on a BMX again as a kid. You can really throw them around, you know what I mean? They've got, they've just got, yeah. Small wheels, fast small, acceleration. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's good being at the satellites and trying to take on, <laughs> take on roadies. That's a small wheel acceleration. Correct, yeah, the, yeah. the number of roadies, I ever ride a rally 20 for yeah. many, many years. Mm. And if you were in an intersection, a roadie beside it, yeah. I knew I was 10 yards in front of yeah, you. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So if someone wants to find out more about Brompton in Australia, yeah. where's the best spot? place for them to go is there a website yeah, jump or? on bromptonaustralia.com um and we have all the information you could uh, ever wonder about up there yeah yeah or there's uh, we have dealers in every major city so um yeah go and say hello cool and test ride test ride, and test ride. Test ride. Yeah. Over. i yeah. think that's the the danger point because <laughs> 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 once you on do one. you'll want one yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and the hinges never fail yeah <laughs> <laughs> And that's all we have time for today. Thanks a lot for coming into the studio, Martin and Malachi no, from Brompton. Yeah. Thank you. Um, coming up next... Is she Bob? You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.